Greetings, friends! Welcome back to the Film Alchemist Podcast, the show where we look at movies we love, break them apart, to find out what gives them their magic. I'm your host, Josh Griffey. A quick intro before today's very special episode. Um, So guys, if you enjoy the show, and we hope that you do, please take a second and leave us a rating and review, especially if you happen to find the show on Apple Podcast app. That helps us out enormously. We've seen a lot of you doing that lately, um, and it does have an effect. We appreciate that so much. I know it takes a couple seconds, but while you're listening here, right, to the glorious episode you're about to uh, have in your ears, please take a second and do it. Um, Again, thank you so much for those of you that have. You can find us on all your social media. Wherever you are, we are too. We would love to connect with you, talk to you. In that same vein, you can email the show, filmalchemistpod at gmail.com, with your ideas for movies you'd like to have uh, covered, new, old themes, guest hosts, double features, anything like that. Um, we are coming up every December. The show stuffs your stocking, as you know. So you can get in now. Let us know your uh, listener submission pick for that. We'll pick about our top eight. We'll try to get as many done as we can. Um, and we'll pick our favorite movies and cover whatever you guys want. So that's a good reason to email us, filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. Also, you can see our faces as well as hear our voices and some new content we're working on developing on our YouTube channel, Nerd Alchemist. All right, without further ado, guys, today's very special episode, um, one of my favorite movies of all time, Predator. That's right. Dylan, your son of a bitch, right? I could do that all day. We could all do the Arnold lines all day. I was on Twitter one day, and I was scrolling through, and I found this delightful article about Predator on Nightmare on Film Street, I believe. And so I contacted the author, Rachel Reeves, um, and she was such a delight to talk to in person. She works at a record store. She's very into music. She's very interesting um, on Twitter, and I reached out to her, and she was kind enough to come join me today. She also loves Predator. So we had a really fun time digging as deep as we could into the, the things that help make Predator this enduring classic, right? Because when I was young, it was just all the best stuff about 80s action movies, muscle guys, this most unbelievably cool monster just mixed together in this really perfect bouquet of uh, awesomeness, right? Tremendously awesome. So again, Rachel Reeves, you can find her work at Nightmare on Film Street, Rue Morgue. Uh, she has some other things she does. Uh, she's a film composer, things like that. So if you check the show description notes, I will have all of the information on how you can find Rachel's work because um, you definitely should be following her. She was fascinating to talk to. She was unbelievably kind, exceptionally funny. And again, we are so thankful she decided to spend time with us. So we are about to listen to me and Rachel's discussion on the movie Predator. Also, uh, a little warning, guys. We are one week away from our Halloween extravaganza, right? So you'll have this episode, Wing Commander, <laughs> wrapping up the BFF Trilogy Thursday. Monday, an interview with filmmaker Ryan Kruger. Uh, who just directed Fried Berry. And then on October 1st, we are beginning our Halloween deep dive, a horror movie every single day of the month. We know it's a lot, but we get really excited this time of year. So hopefully you guys will enjoy doing that with us. Uh, like Rachel, we have many other fantastic guests lined up for that. So be prepared. It's a lot of episodes, but it's also been a lot of fun. Almost as fun as talking to Rachel Reeves right now. Thank you. 
So, um, yeah, I actually read a piece you had written about your love of Predator. And I was like, I would love to talk to Rachel about this film. And you were nice enough to say yes. So if you wouldn't mind, while we're getting started here, uh, why Predator? Why do you love this movie so much? To me, okay, let's, all right. I don't even know where to start. So first off, <laughs> growing up, my dad was super into action films. So yes. I watched a lot of action films growing up. You know, anything with Stallone or Schwarzenegger, you know, JCVD, like any of that, like <laughs> That's that's what I grew up on, a big portion of what I grew up on. And Predator is, of course, amongst the mix there. And it's just so great to me. Like, to me, it's one of the top tier. Like, I, I would say number one, but I think that uh, Terminator 2 is probably better. But <laughs> Predator is very close. Like, it's such a great action film for a lot of different reasons, which we can dive into whenever. <laughs> but... Um, it embraces the genre, but also completely subverts it, and it's just so well executed that it's just, and it's also just awesome. Like it's just awesome. It is <laughs> so there, much. Fun. There is a base level of badassness. I was, I was watching it today, and I was just like, Jesus Christ! Like they just don't have dudes like this anymore, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, like I was just watching it, and I, it's funny because like I have the big memories of Predator, right? But some of the smaller ones had faded away. I forgot about the, uh, you know, we're getting off the helicopter in our street clothes. I forgot about yeah. the one guy's in a suit. You know, he's got his little polo. Uh, mm -hmm. Jesse Ventura is dressed exactly how you assume Jesse Ventura would be dressed. And I was oh, like, yeah. there's just like just them getting off the chopper is iconic and badass. And I've always been a sucker for uh, the group film, right? I think it's if you're a kid oh, yeah. who grew up playing D&D, &D, you're like, that's the big muscle guy. That's the fast guy. That's it's, uh, And this movie does that exceptionally well. But um. There was something you mentioned, the the subversion of this. I had forgotten yeah. how much that really means to this movie, right? And it really struck me today watching how much of the time these super muscle-bound examples of machismo are truly scared. And oh, that yeah, is something you don't get in yeah, a lot of action movies of this era. Yeah, they're they're scared and they're flailing. You know, yeah. here they're supposed to be this like elite squad, right? This right. elite squad that goes in and like does these rescues, and they're supposed to be the best at what they do. And yet they're struggling. They're struggling hard. <laughs> yeah. Like no, like no amount of muscles, no amount of weaponry yeah. is like helping them in the situation. Like they're getting picked off one by one, and. You know, that goes against what a lot of these action, you know, general action films during this time period were doing. You know, you look at something like, you know, Rambo. Like, I love Rambo. Don't right. get me wrong. But, like, he always solves everything with, you know, his brain, his guns, and his muscles. Right. But in Predator, like, it, it's not helping them. It's no. actually working against them a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. And there's I, a, there is that scene that just – it. It was like a hammer blow to my face today because it's one of those scenes that sometimes I think you miss the little scenes and they might be there somewhere. But today it was the one where um, Shane Black's character is the first Marine who gets picked off. Right. Mm -hmm. And he's dragged away. Right. We see our kind of cloak shadowy monster that we haven't seen. And this is 42 minutes into the movie, which is also something I had totally I had somehow forgotten about the attack on the little village. Like, oh, that yeah. did not exist in my mind. I'm like, I've seen this movie 50 times. <laughs> I thought we just went straight into Predator. But so he gets dragged away, right? And the lady's sitting there stunned. And Arnold's question, like, what happened? Uh, and uh, he goes, hey, did you find Hauser, whatever his name is? And his friend says, I don't know. 
And there is this look on Arnold's face of, oh, fuck. And to yeah. me, that is the thing that really jumped out at me in this movie. Because, like, like, the one scene that's so iconic, right, is when uh, Jesse Ventura gets blown away. His friend comes over, grabs that minigun, and is just mowing down the forest. All of his friends come, and they're all just firing and shooting rockets into the trees. And I was like, this is the classic, you know, uh, phallic thing with action movies, right? Big guns, mm-hmm. big muscles, all this stuff. And it's just this impotent display. And the oh, absolute yeah. dread that sets in on them is something that it's so I had forgotten about that. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. No, totally. And you, you brought up the issue of like, you know, you, we don't even see Predator till a good mm-hmm. way into the film. And that's another thing I love about it so much is just the general like pacing and the way that the story is executed, because you only get little bits and it's not, you know, forced down your throat. There's not a lot of exposition in terms of like what the hell is actually going on. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so yeah, you've got that. You've got them going to that village, and they slowly start realizing that there's something else going on. And you see little bits. You know, first you get the heat imaging and the thermal imaging, or whatever that technical term for that is. <laughs> and then you know, and then you see like the image of his hand when he picks yeah. up the scorpion, and that's the first time you see like, oh shit, like. They're, like that's not quite human right and then it just you get little bits of that as you go you know you see him bleeding you and then finally you see like a glitch out and you see his shape a little bit more and it's just the way it's like spoon fed to you i guess a yeah. little bit i mean that in like a little bit at a time i guess right. I think, I think a very I small spoon I I yeah but um anyways <laughs> I think you don't even like it's just like a slow evolution of how we get to finally figure out what Predator is. And I think that's just so awesome because it also really shows like the confusion with this team of guys just like, what are we dealing with here? Yeah. Well, especially coming after that raid. Right. So you have these guys and they because what struck me is this this movie does a brilliant inversion right about two thirds of the way through. So these are the these are the stealthy hunters, right? To these people, they are essentially the predators. They have better technology. They're way tougher. They're these almost invisible killing machines, right? And they take this village out like it's nothing, right? They're just slaughtering these guys. And there's that cool moment where it uh, it's the the moral battle, right? Which is it's clear that this was some kind of arms deal, and they aren't. That was Arnold's thing, right? We're not assassins. We're a rescue team, right? Yeah. So this murderer with a a moral compass in a way. And he realizes how thin that line is, right? That's what he says to himself so they can do what they do. But that is washed away. So then we're sitting there and it's like, are these people actually any better than the monster that's hunting them? Right? So it becomes a really fun inversion to be like, oh, this is what they're doing. And watching them become scared, right? And it is like when they say, you know, this is the, the jungle coming alive. Because one of the really cool things they do in the movie is Billy just always staring at the trees. Oh, yeah. Right? And you're like, that must be the most hardcore job because you always think something's out there. This is the first time they're right. Yeah. And, yeah, Billy. Oh, man, that character, Billy. So, (laughs) And the characters, too. Like, they do such a great job. And I know that it was, from what I've read about the film and stuff, that it was really important that they each have their own really, like identifiable characteristics right so you've got you know you got billy who's the tracker you've got hawkins with his ridiculously it's the one part of the film i don't like his awful jokes oh <laughs> you yeah have, you know, right. you've got shane black with these awful jokes and i right. hate it but like whatever that's like his <laughs> shtick right and then you've got you know poncho 
he's probably the least charismatic of the group, but whatever. And then, um, I mean, Blaine, Jesse Ventura, like, oh my God, genius classic. casting. To yeah, me. classic. <laughs> you know, he's got his whole personality, his sayings, his giant ass gun. I don't know what kind of gun that is. I don't know. Guns yeah, they keep well, calling it a mini actually, gun, and I'm like, there's nothing fucking mini about that gun. Yeah. I don't yeah, know I don't gun know stuff, exactly. but I was like, you should call that the big fucking gun, whatever the phrasing is. Yeah, just excessive. <laughs> just so excessive, and it's perfect. And then you've got Mac, and he's got, like, the shaving, right? He's constantly, like, shaving. Yeah, and he was the one in the suit. Yeah. Yeah, and he's just, yeah. like, very, like, serious and focused, and it's great. And then, you know, Dylan... Of course. I love the dynamic between Dylan and Dutch (laughs) and how, you know, the betrayal of friendship that kind of goes on there. And and also, I mean, if we're talking Dylan and Dutch, like that handshake that they do at the beginning. The iconic meme of our life. Yeah. Yeah. Like, (laughs) it's right there that you're like, oh, yeah, like this. Like, I know what I'm in for. Like, this is awesome. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to assume anything, but I think every one of us that really loves Predator have definitely done that with a friend. You're like, (laughs) what are they even doing? We're, like, trying to, like, what what were they doing there? Like, our muscles look huge? (laughs) Oh, yeah. And then, then like, the, the shift with Dylan that you see, you know, at the beginning, he He's like, you just have to accept it. Like you're expendable, whatever. And then, oh, you know, all the way at the end, you know, Dutch Arnold gets to throw it in his face and like, we're expendable, right? And he's just like, oh. Yeah. Well, that was one of the weird moments uh, in the film is Dylan, Dylan getting this character moment where he's like, I'm back. I'm back in it. And I'm a good guy now, right? When he says he'll yeah. go after, uh, he'll go after the guy that took off, right? I forget his name, the shaving guy. Oh, Mac, yeah. Mac, he's like, I'll go get Mac. You go. And uh, Arnold's like, there's no coming back from this. And he's just like, yeah. you know, hold that damn chopper. And I was, <laughs> in that moment, I was like, are we to believe that now that he's seen this alien up close, right? He saw it with his own eyes. Do you think that's an honest? He's like, man, I feel really bad about what I did now. <laughs> that was yeah. one of the weird moments in the film. where I, I like the idea of this samurai who lost his honor right like maybe i'll get it back moment but it felt very weird for dylan yeah it's just he thought he had control over it that was the whole thing he was you know talking big and you know being that you know macho guy up against his similarly macho friend and (laughs) but it's like you you didn't have control and i think that that's another really interesting thing about this being an action film is just the lack of control overall you know, the second that they like descend into that jungle, they're literally in a whole other world. Yeah. And the the jungle's a character all its own. And it's another great thing about the film too, is the, like the way it's shot in that jungle. Like there's a lot of films that take place in forests and in jungles, but sometimes the scope and the size, you know what I, Like it gets lost right. a little bit or it comes <laughs> off a bit like Hollywood. Right. Um, but they really, I mean, they filmed this, I think they filmed it, oh, oh, God, I thought it was in Mexico, but maybe I'm confusing it with Rambo. But anyways, I know that they <laughs> shot it, like, like in an actual jungle yeah. somewhere. <laughs> and they did such a good job. And they really, like, show the scope and the size and the thickness of the brush. And I'm sure some of that was production design, but whatever. But they right. do a really good job of, like, making it feel like a whole other universe and i think that they there's a line in there somewhere where i think um blaine jesse ventura is saying something like you know something along the lines like how he's never seen anything like this Mm -hmm. and like if you lose it here like 
you're 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 gone. <laughs> like you're yeah, done you're for. fucked, right? Well, that <laughs> yeah. was like one of the like even Billy when he chops that vine and is just drinking from it. Oh you're yeah, just, it's just those kind of things that you don't imagine, right? And then you start pondering this like bigger like law of the jungle stuff, right? Yeah, and it is it's so funny because they're forced into this unwinnable like we'll take this trench that no one else should take, and it does feel a little down the rabbit hole at that point, right? Where yeah, because then it is. There's just so many moments in that part of the film I like, which is, you know, because you go from Jesse Ventura, you know, I don't got time to bleed. You know, like one of his classic, amazing, perfect lines. Right. Those guys immediately just being childlike afraid of what's happening when they see that Shane Black has been pulled off and they see his guts and they can't figure it out. Right. Billy can't find the tracks. And when uh-huh. Billy said, you know, because there's that point when Poncho's screaming at him, right? And he's like, you're not afraid of any, you know, any man. And Billy yeah. just simply says, he's like, something's out there and it ain't no man and we're all dead. Oh, and yeah. And he, he says admits, that. Like, yeah. I'm afraid. He's like, yeah. he, he admits it. And I think that that's that show of emotion. And you also get it when when Jesse Ventura's character dies, too. And Mac, yeah. like, they spend a lot of time with that. And I think that that's really important. And I think that it's different and how that they they handle that is like they really show and he makes a comment later like he was my friend like you know that they've they've it's clear that they've worked together for a long time this group Mm -hmm. and it would be remiss on the filmmakers part if they didn't really pay tribute to that because it's like you establish this like you know let them feel this loss and they do and it's awesome (laughs) well right and that's the other thing too because you're even sitting there right like when Shane Black disappears, they're like, we got to find his body. And yeah. when Jesse Ventura dies, it's like, I don't know how much got shot out of his chest. I was like, that's a gigantic <laughs> corpse to have to drag through this thick jumping. You're like, that's a lot of legwork. But yeah. like you said, it it matters to them, right? And that mm-hmm. is one of the, because so many of these movies, right? It's just running through, right? Like you would think of even Commando, like another Arnold movie. It's just literally him, just <laughs> bodies everywhere. But the thought that, an action movie character actually is experiencing loss is really fun. Cause I, I think that's what this movie is really sneaky about. Right. Cause me and my friends are just like, it's the most fucking macho movie ever. Right. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Cause totally. it's like, I remember this joke my friend made at a bar, right. Cause this guy we met at a bar, right. We're sitting there chatting and he's like, yeah, I'm a musician. And we're like, Oh cool. Like what is your band sound? Like? He's like, we're like ACDC, but you know, manly. <laughs> Oh God. And my friend just said, so what is it? Just explosion sounds? <laughs> it's like, that's how I imagine Predator. And I forgot about this whole subtext of Arnold really is trying to take care of this woman right at a point. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, the, the camaraderie of the brothers, even Dylan, they don't really turn on, which you think that he would have been expendable immediately. Yeah. And I, I think that extra middle part, right? Because your start is we're going in. It's super cool watching guys on a mission. They're blowing up the village. And then there's a really good break where Uh we just sit in these guys kind of existential crisis, right? Oh, yeah. And you see them like making all those traps and stuff. And I love that scene, too, because it's it's totally just like. You know, they're shooting around their muscles. It's just awesome. <laughs> you know, they're making sure, like, just to, like, frame up, you know, the most, like, ridiculous, like, muscle shot that they can. And it's oh, for sure. so great. And they're sweaty. <laughs> and they've, you know, taken off all their gear. And it's just tank tops. And they're setting all these, like, man-made 
traps and things because their guns aren't cutting it you know for all of their manpower like it's not it's not working so they have to figure something else out and yeah that scene right there is just it's so good it's so fun yeah because it it struck me it has almost this where the wild things are quality right oh yeah like there's even that part when max sitting up in the tree and he's like hello my friend the moon and he's like (laughs) he has like these monologues with the moon and he's like i got to get me some revenge and then he's like murdering that pig i was like this is what the adult version of where the wild things are. This is the fucking rumpus. And then oh, they're yeah. like, now we got to set up all these things and everyone thinks we're dead. <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah, the booby traps, I don't know what it is. Cause thing is, there's a long history in this era of my life, right? With you had home alone and nightmare on Elm street. There's a, like a rich tradition of booby trap movies that really yeah, work for me. Right. And there's something about this, like, Oh, they're getting ready. This is, I don't know what it is about booby traps. I don't know if you've ever thought of that. But I was like, it just it's makes the movie seem more important, right? Like this, they can't just go fight him; they got to booby trap him, right? It makes the bad guys seem cooler. It always makes me think too, like, would I like know how to do that? And the answer is no. Yes, I had that I, same I, I would thought. Not know. Like, I, I feel like I would probably identify most with you know Kevin McAllister when it comes to like booby trapping, just throwing some Legos and stuff on the right. floor. But like, <laughs> I don't think I could have like handled that actually no. what they were doing. I, I well, I was like, at least uh, Heather Langenkamp and Nightmare on Elm Street had to go to the library to get a book. You know what I mean? Like These yeah, guys are just I throwing down that. hardcore traps. I mean, I guess yeah. it's their job, but then I was like, how much time in ranger training or whatever these guys are, how much time do you do on the booby traps? Like, you're supposed to have guns and all this shit. Like, how often do they use these booby traps? Because it's an important, <laughs> important part of this movie. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> but see, that's the other cool thing, too, that I love about this movie. And if I had one gripe in the movie, I was debating if it's a gripe. But I like the idea that they're reduced to booby traps, right? And then even the traps don't work. So we just keep getting more and more primal as it goes on, right? Oh, yeah. Because the Predator actually uses their booby traps against them in a great scene. And then the one thing in the movie I was really torn on, right? Is I love Billy taking his last stand, right? Where he's on the log and he has the ceremonial. There is a part of me that always wonders what that looks like, right? Like, I want him yeah. and the Predator to show down. I want the mask. I want the show of respect, right? Like, a samurai duel. But then later when Dutch gets that moment, it works really, really well. But there's a part of me that's always wondered what happened to Billy on that log, right? Like, I wanted this epic showdown moment. Yeah, I think the cool thing about that and with Billy's character, I think it's him just like being like, all right, like you win, like you are better at this than I am. Yeah. You know, I think that there's a respect there, kind of similarly to the way that like at the very end when the Predator, when he takes his mask off and he faces Arnold one on one, like. And they're just fighting like he's not using his weapons really during yeah. that like one moment because it's almost a show of respect. Like, yeah. You you're you know, you're worthy of a fight. And I think in Billy's way, that was him just being like, you win. I'm not going to fight back. Like, there's no. Yeah. Point. <laughs> well, there, there was also a part of me that wondered. I was like, is the Predator just like a Billy cosplayer by the end of the movie? <laughs> is that why the Predator does what he does with Arnold? Because he takes his gun off. And when he pulls the mask off, I was like, is that what he thought Billy did? Is he think this is our tradition, right? Oh. Because at the end, what is he doing, right? He's talking like Billy to Arnold. 
which oh is God, so totally. weird. Yeah, so I was like, is he think this is like a new warrior custom of our planet? Yeah, you know? maybe. Yeah, right. So that tripped me out because when he starts talking and you know, anytime and laughing as <laughs> Billy, you're like, oh, you're like, kill it with fire. Yeah, <laughs> right? kill it with like fire. that part to me was so much creepier than any of the like stalking and hunting. Because for the most part, when he kills someone, it's pretty fucking fast, right? Mm-hmm. But th- when he starts talking in their voices. Because he does that to Mac, too. He says something yeah. to Mac. Uh, you know, I think it's in Jesse Ventura's Blaine voice or whatever. And I was like, oh, that's like an extra level of fucking playing with your food that made me really uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, he does that to Mac. He does that to Dylan. Yeah. It's a cool, it's a cool mind game that he's playing. Yeah, with right. For sure. <laughs> yeah, I was like, is that the equivalent of what those uh, guys do with the duck sounds? Yeah, I guess so. Right? <laughs> is that what ducks think? They're just in the pond, like, who the fuck is that guy? Like, oh my that? god, you're so right. See, I don't know anything about hunting. I'm I know hunter, nothing about hunting or guns. You're right. <laughs> like very similar. Oh god, I never thought about. Yeah, this. see, we are to the pred- <laughs> We are to ducks what predators are to us. Yeah. <laughs> and if a duck beat me in a fight, I would also blow myself up. Like, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> god damn it. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, yeah, I don't. That's the thing, because I, I, I'm with you. I think it's really cool the way Arnold, because that was the other fun inversion, is that by the end of the movie, Arnold is back to this position of power where he becomes the predator himself. Because that's probably my favorite little beat in the movie is when he's covered in the mud and the predator rises out of the water and it's fucking awesome. But now you see his equipment is failing him, right? And he even has that impotent firing into the woods moment when he's just shooting up into the trees. Yeah, And I like that idea that now Arnold, by going back to the mud, right, has arisen as this, like, primal golem who's going to fuck this thing up. It's, yeah. re- it's really one of the cooler endings of a movie. Totally. And it, it's, it continues that, that cycle of just, like, giving you a little bit at a time. Mm-hmm. You know, like, as Arnold's going along, we get a little bit of exposition from Anna, you know, the, the one female presence in the film. Yeah. But... You know, she tells a little bit about how, like, oh, yeah, there's this, like, story with my people. And, you know, the demon who makes trophies out of man, you know, like, yeah. we get a little bit there. How about but, that? Yeah, so That's cool. a detail I forgot because I was like, why do they keep coming right here? Yeah. Like, did, how often that, do these fucking predators come? <laughs> every hundred years, I guess. And then, Yeah, because I felt know, like I learned that later. But she essentially said every year it gets hot. Oh. We know they're here. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, the predators are probably here every year now. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. just like the predator's like heyday. <laughs> yeah. And the, but then, when, like when he figures out the mud, you know, that's like an accident. He doesn't even know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. But that's how you know, because he doesn't know, like he doesn't know that this guy's got thermal imaging. Right. And so, just kind of the organic way he finds a weakness with him, I think, is really cool. Um, and just like puts those pieces together and then uses it against him. Yeah, I think that's... Oh, yeah. Well, that leads up to that awesome moment, too, when they're... uh, After Arnold has caught him in the final trap, right? And the rock fucking smashes him. Arnold puts down the rock, right? Almost as his own show of respect, right? Like, that wouldn't be a warrior's death. And he he says, you know, what the hell are you? And the alien... Or Predator says it back to him. Like, he looks at Arnold and he's like, what the fuck? I've been coming here for vacation for, like, 100 years. (laughs) Like, what's happening? And I thought that was such a cool because he has become something that the Predator's never seen here. Right. Like he is this 
more primal version of himself. Like, he's been fucking up our best warriors on and off their species for presumably a long time. And Arnold somehow found this kind of arcane transformation, right? Yeah. That's super. I mean, that, that moment, the predator talking again always is like chilling to me, but him repeating back to Arnold, what the hell are you? Cause I feel like mm -hmm. that's how our dads all watch the movie. Right. It's like, Oh, look at that boy. Like look at the muscles. <laughs> like that was, <laughs> it was weird. Cause my dad was a Steven Seagal guy. I think it was like the little ponytail. My dad had like the mullet. Oh. It was so, so weird. But my dad was like a Mason Storm, you know, Seagull guy. <laughs> all right. Yeah, all right. it was a strange, because, oh, yeah, not, Arnold just made better movies, but. That's but, true. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so you had mentioned earlier a little bit about Anna being the only female character. I would imagine this was a very difficult onset life for the only female character. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, right? <laughs> But what I do like about this, and this is another kind of different, a way that Predator is sort of a different action film. Mm -hmm. It is so masculine heavy, but, you know, we've got this this woman there, but they never fall into any of those really bad traps that don't age well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they don't sexualize her in any way. Mm -hmm. They don't, I mean, there's no, like, flirting in between any of the characters. Like, she's respected. Yeah. I mean, she's a prisoner. Like, don't right. get me wrong. Like, they're treating her not super great. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but it has nothing to do with the fact that she's a woman. Yeah. It's more just like, we need to use you, and we need you to tell us yeah. what's going on. They look at her like she's not even a human, right? So... Yeah, yeah, but, but I, even little things nice like she she just is wearing clothes that you would wear if you were in a jungle, right? Like that's one of those things you would never see in this kind of movie normally. But yeah, I yeah. thought Anna ended up her turn because I think the scene when Duke cuts her free is mm -hmm. a really washed over moment, right? In this film, which is he just looks at her and he says, "We need everyone," not yeah. like you know, "Hey, come over here, you can give me sticks." He's like, yeah, you are a human being like us and we got to fucking fight. Yeah, it is. It and, is a shockingly progressive decision, you know, yeah, for this and he, movie. And he also notices that, like, the predator is not coming after her because she doesn't have a weapon. Yeah. So she's not a threat and it's not a fair, like, kill. It's not honorable in any ways. Like, what's like, how hard is it to hunt something that's not going to fight back? Right. And so he also picks up on that because at, at one point she goes to grab a gun and he's like, no, like, st don't like yeah. you're safe as long as you like, don't do that. Right. And that's another thing that kind of they drop in that tells us a little bit more about what the predator is, but in a really clever and subtle way, too. Yeah. And that is, that's the cool thing, too, is I think that little extra veneer of Arnold's desperately wanting to be noble because you get mm -hmm. the feeling everyone else is just they see the predator as more of like that guy who's on the other side of like football practice. Like, oh, you think it's tough? I'll fuck you up. Right. I think other characters are constantly like, I'll fuck you up. Right. When Mac yeah. chased him into the woods, he's like, I'm going to have me some fun. And he just keeps repeating it. And I was like, nothing about this seems very fun. <laughs> right? like, no. I don't know what you do when you're uh, on your free time in your suit, but this would not be <laughs> yeah. high on my list. But Arnold actually has this more, you know, He's looking at it as a, I got to survive and get out of here, right? It is weird. He he doesn't do the last stand until he cuts her out, and he's like, "We're not going to make it to the chopper, right?" Then he turns into like, "Now it's time," but he never has that. He has one scene in the movie, right, where he really is doing the like meathead thing, and that's when he lights the fire, and it's almost as if he thinks that's what the predator wants, right? It still doesn't feel like that's a true to Arnold 
moment, right? It was kind of cool how Dutch is actually portrayed in this movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, that's his last stand. Like, he, he could have gone, he could have gone with, you know, her and what's his face, Poncho, and, mm -hmm. like, run to the chopper. And, like, he could have just left, but he was, you know, it, it does say, and it fits his role that, like, nope, I'm going to stay. I'm going to finish this. <laughs> and I'm just going to set it up. And this is it. <laughs> yeah. Well, because he has that cool line. He's like, if it bleeds, we can kill it. And you oh get God, the idea that he okay. does not believe that at a point in the movie. He's like, fuck. And I think it's that, again, it, it kind of has that Wonderland moment again where he just keeps falling down waterfalls. Yeah. And when he hits the bottom of the earth, he's like, all right, he can't see me. I'll fight him. Or I have to climb up all those hills again. And that'll suck. So he's like, I might as well fight to the death. Yeah, totally. <laughs> might as well do this. Might yeah. as well try. Well, it's go time. <laughs> Uh, and I know something you write about a lot is music in movies, right? Yes, I do. Yes. This movie has an awesome score. Yeah. So Alan Silvestri does the score for Predator. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it speaks a lot to the production in general, which maybe we can segue into after this. But yeah, so Alan Silvestri was up and coming at this time. He had worked on um, like he'd worked with Robert Zemeckis and stuff. So he was very in demand. And also John McTiernan at this time was kind of up and coming. And this is before, you know, he's done lethal weapon and stuff. Mm -hmm. Wait, lethal weapon, die hard, die hard, I, die hard, die hard. I yeah. was like, I think I just mixed those up. <laughs> um, so, but it's before he did all that. He's the only thing I think he's done at this point was nomads, which I don't know if you've seen nomads. <laughs> I've not seen nomads. But that movie's, crazy it's got pierce brosnan it's so weird really i love I'm, pierce brosnan i thought i had seen all i'm this. not gonna say it's bad i'm also not gonna say it's good it's just very strange one Anyways, of those eh? <laughs> yeah um but he chose alan silvestri because i think he knew how important the score was gonna have to be mm -hmm. and i mean he, they, they alan silvestri nailed it You've got the whole theme at the beginning. You know, you've got those like repetitive six notes where it's like dun 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 dun, which that's kind of Dutch's and like the men's sort of theme. But then you've also got the really primal like drumming, and that's kind of the predator and the jungle and that the way that they interact is just so good. And Alan Silvestri overall, he's just he's really great at really emotional scores. And really supporting the emotional, you know, undercurrent that's happening with the characters, which really helps a lot in Predator, I think. It, it emphasizes oh, yeah. and gives a humanity and takes away maybe a little bit of the cheese in some of the emotional scenes. Um, but also, like, really amplifies the action scenes in such right. an awesome way. <laughs> well, even that opening of the spaceship, right? It's this, yeah, da, da, like these big strings where you're like... Something really bad. It's almost like nails on a chalkboard, but in a beautiful way, like a haunting, like, oh, God, whatever's in that fucking ship. Because we don't see what's in that fucking ship for 40 nope. minutes. And what? so, but right away, you know, oh, shit, something scary is happening. And then we just go into a military movie. It becomes this shot, like you said, that repetitive. Da -da 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 -da. That's just, we are military men marching to our job, right? That might as well yeah. have been the uh, seven dwarves to me, right? Yeah, We're marching off to get a job done. But you know, you're like, yeah, but I heard those fucking strings. I know something really bad is yeah. out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the 
the, the men's, the Duchess theme, I like it, that motif. It's really, I mean, they're a synchronized group of men. You know, yeah. they work in tandem. They work together. And that really supports that as well, that it feels very structured. And oh, I think yeah. that's awesome. Also, you mentioned the strings at the beginning. That's a cool thing about Predator 2 is it's not just an action film. It's not just a horror film. It's not just a sci-fi film. It was... At this point in the 80s, and the late 80s, it seems like a lot of these kind of films were really embracing like the blending of genres, mm -hmm. which works so great in Predator's case because it, you know, I, I'm a horror fan. I'm a huge horror fan. I'm a mm -hmm. huge science fiction fan. I'm a huge action fan. So you smush all those together and like, that's my jam. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, the, the fact that, you know, it's following in the footsteps of things like Alien and Terminator and like all those sorts of films that were really big at that time, like it's... I mean, it's so great. And they, it starts it off that way. It feels very alien-esque in the way that they kind of mm -hmm. did that um, that part to me. Um, but yeah, another. I guess that's... Yeah, well, anytime you add those extra genres, right? Because I would argue the science fiction in this is minimal at most, right? We just know there's a creature from another world. But yes. really, I mean, that could have been just the best sniper on the enemy side, right? But what oh, totally. it does is when we see a spaceship and hear the sounds and uh, the Predator vision and all that's a really cool motif, right? Because it's just letting us know this is not right without showing us any. It's our own world shown back to us in a different way than we see it. And so it, it that science fiction is just enough there to, you know, add something a little different, right? And in this yeah. one, the way they did it is cool. They use the science fiction as the springboard to the horror of these men who spend their whole lives to become these cliche killing machines. I'm not afraid of any man, but they fucking are because yeah. it's not a man, right? So that's, I think when you start blending those little things, right? I think some people are like, it's not enough this or this. When you just sprinkle it in, right? As long as it has that narrative value. And I think yeah. Predator is one of the best examples of that for sure. I'm with you. Oh, for sure. And the kills, like the kills are gory. Fucking awesome, like, yeah. I mean, he's <laughs> ripping out, you know, spinal cords and skulls. And Dude. Like, the, that haunted the arms. shit out of me. With that scene when he's a kid and he rips it, it's, oh! Yeah. I just remember, like, oh, my God. I knew at that point, I was like, this movie will be bonded in my DNA. Because I told you yeah. I had kind of a bad father that let me watch movies way too young, <laughs> right? So I might have been, like, five or six when I saw this movie. And I just remember being like, oh, my God. Like, every time I saw a tree, I was like, what the fuck? And they did this really cool crossover comic book with Batman, too. So it's Batman versus the Predator, and there's a scene, I think he's somewhere, you can see like Wayne Manor in the background, and there's just a Predator with his fucking spinal cords hanging from a tree. And I was like, even Batman's gonna get ripped! So like, my childhood was crumbling because of the Predator. Oh, crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, the, the kills, and they're, they're all different, and they're all brutal. Yeah. And, oh my god, I mean, the, the Mac one has to be the best though, right? Is that your favorite? Um... I don't know if it's my favorite. Oh, when his head explodes like his a water balloon explodes. on I mean, the fucking camera. Brutal. I don't know if Ooh. I have a favorite. Beautiful. But uh, <laughs> I think they've all got really cool things about it. And just the fact that they're all so different. Yeah. I mean, even like even when they first get there and you see the bodies like skinned and hung from the tree. Mm -hmm. Like that's a big shift in the film. Yeah. Like that's when all of a sudden it's like, wait, this isn't quite what we thought it was. Like that's when they realize that yeah. like there's some fucked up shit going on why are there three guys yeah. like us that are hanging from their feet completely skinned yeah like, like that's that's a big green berets like, nonetheless yeah. <laughs> yeah well that's the one where it's like hey watch us kill 35 people and you won't blink an eye 
but you skin one of those people and it's like, oh, that one body yeah. does more work than 50 just soldiers. Yeah, right? there's, like, ex- there's acceptable rules. You know, yeah. there's acceptable framework for like, this is this is an acceptable kill. Like that, that that's messed up. <laughs> that ain't all right. Like, it's just, <laughs> it, they're both messed up. Like yeah. you're just used to this versus that. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, like literally they pull, they're like, caw, caw, caw. just stab a guy in the throat. And you don't even blink an eye. You're just like, no, all right. Like, yeah, yeah. shouldn't have been up there. <laughs> right? Yeah. But you see a couple da- dangling guys. It's just, I think that's the other thing, too, is it's such a cool image because the, the the Predator in this movie, I think, is just unbelievable. Like, one of the best monster creations in movie history, right? Because For sure. That idea of just showing us what we really are, right? Like, even just peeling the skin, right? These were probably a lot like Dutch's team, as he said, right? You just peel them back. It's like it's just fucking meat. And they're just left there in this disrespectful manner. You know, mm-hmm. it just lets you know how little he fucking cares. And then we cut up and he's got his trophies, his heads, you know, with like the book. The, the rituals that he goes through in the movie, right? Even his little medical scene. Oh, yeah. I was like, everything they did with the Predator, it just made him so much more. Right? Like oh, when I was a kid, sure. I was Team Predator over Team Aliens. Just because I thought the Predator was so much cooler. And I think that that speaks a lot to... I was I was talking about the production because originally there was like some other team working on the Predator. Yeah. And they designed the Predator. And they came to the production team and said, here he is. And they were like, no. That's... Yeah. that's nope. Well, you, like know, you know who they but, had playing the Predator when they started, right? Yeah. Oh, wait. No. Jean-Claude it, Van Damme. Oh my god, I love him so much too. But I love him too. Show. But also, you're like, isn't that guy like five six? <laughs> too like, tiny. Yeah. Yeah. But they have pictures you can see on set where he's sitting there, and it looks like he's wearing like the, it looks like the Jar Jar Binks pictures. Like he's wearing like a weird hat, and his face oh is out. God. And I'm like, what is that thing? They're like, that yeah, was the nope. predator. Yeah. Yeah. And so no. they, like they, you know, they fired that team and call up Stan Winston and Genius. say, we need a predator. <laughs> and of course, Stan Winston is just a boss and him and his team come up with the predator. It's amazing. But but I love the fact that they didn't settle. I love the fact that they had this image of what they wanted, what they wanted it to be, what they needed it to be. Mm. And they didn't settle. And I think that that's says a lot for this whole film. They didn't settle. They didn't settle with a shitty score. They didn't settle for just generic actors. They didn't settle for subpar cinematography. You know, they made sure that like all of the pieces were working together and all of those choices just line up so well and contribute overall, making this something that like, you know, there's a lot of action films and there's a lot that just, you know, they're out there and they're fine and whatever, but this keeps it in that top tier level. Just all those little choices that line up that contribute to this overall cohesive, just amazing film. Oh yeah. It's, it's, there's just so many little things that are like, I remember I was reading some behind the scenes stuff and uh, the actor, Sonny Lindham, I think is how you say his name. who played Billy. Oh, at yeah, one point guy. they had to hire professional security, I believe just yeah. to keep him away from people. Cause he got so into it. He was yeah. scaring the shit out of everyone. And they thought he was going to kill a guy. Yeah. He had like his <laughs> own bodyguard to like yeah. keep an eye on him. Like, it, yeah, it's crazy. Some of the <laughs> stuff about this movie, it's just bonkers. And it's so great. I and love just, that. Just imagine like all of them like working out together, like before and after the shoot to just like keep 
he's just super, you know, their muscles just super big. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like that opening in the helicopter, right? Where they now they've switched into their superhero costumes, right? Yeah, yeah. And Jesse Ventura, I thought the same because he puts in his giant, you know, chew. <laughs> and he spits on uh, Dylan's shoes and they're like leaning in. And I was like, that must be the only way these guys talk. It's just like, what'd you say to me? What'd you say to me? Oh, yeah. And also, I was like, so Jesse Ventura also, he's on this mission with his friends. Like, that whole helicopter must just be covered in spit. Like, my roommate in college was the weirdest guy because he was a chew tobacco guy. But he would drink Snapple. So I'd come in at night. And if you stumbled in drunk, there would be like 15 half full Snapple bottles. And I'd always. And I was like, it took like watching Jesse Ventura took me back to my dorm room as my own flashback. (laughs) Also, you but that helicopter scene, I think it's really funny <laughs> because it seems very it's you know, it it's like an apocalypse now nod. Mm-hmm. You know? They've got the stereo going and you know, just like announcing they're like flying in over the jungle. Like I don't know if that's exactly what it is, but I think that they probably knew what they were doing, and my guess is that that's an apocalypse now like nod. An homage, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, because that's the thing. This That was another thing I'd forgotten. I didn't realize this was a South America mission. I guess I oh. never really thought about where this was happening in my life. And I was like, oh, fuck. That's not that far. <laughs> like, yeah. That's pretty fucking scary. I know the Predators come to America now multiple times, uh, you know, yeah. at this day and age. But, yeah, <laughs> I just remember like, oh, my God. Like, we're doing, like, guerrilla missions not that far from home. But, yeah, yeah like, that was wild. We're just dropping guys like Arnold on other countries. That sucks. Like we should yeah. be nice, <laughs> but yeah, I, it's it's it is one of those movies that is endlessly fascinating. I think, I think you hit it best, right? Is it's just this everywhere they could have made the choice, right? The 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 standard action choice. It felt like they were very cognizant of that, and just went a slightly different direction than you were expecting. Yeah, it just I know it's. It's so smart, and that's what I just really appreciate it. And it's just, but it's subtly smart, you know. It has fun, and it embraces what it is, but it also is just so clever and intelligent with the way that it plays with those expectations. Like I think that there's just something just so great about seeing these, you know, these pinnacles of machismo and masculinity and like yeah they give you those shots they give you those you know framed up shots really up close with the flames in the back like they give you what you want but then they take you somewhere else and i think that that's just i just i just think that's just so great and then plus you've got this predator this iconic creature that it just it looks amazing and you know, I, I'm gonna. I mean, I like the sequels too. I think that they're. Oh, like, Predator Two is the ways. shit. I love Predator Two. It's such a good movie. <laughs> I I even liked the one. I always confuse it because because the naming conventions are so ridiculous. Not Predator. It's either Predators or the the Predator. I think the Predator is the most recent one. But the, the one Predator that, was the one with the Predator dogs, and then I think Predators is the one where they dropped us on the alien like stock yes. hunting world yeah, yeah with like adrian brody yeah that one actually had some cool ideas in it too that one i think is really great to pair with the original one because there's a lot of really cool like through lines mm-hmm. which you know me being the nerd that i am like i love picking up on those <laughs> easter eggs like, yeah. like there's a creature in that one where it was the original design for the predator and oh, they no use that 
that's that cool. One. So it's like, oh, it's <laughs> like, funny. Like I see what they're doing yeah. there, and like I don't know anything. Well, I like that too because that one had that really fun uh, hint that you know Topher Grace was added in the group. I thought that oh, yeah. reveal was really cool. Like it had really cool ideas. I yeah. think the problem is is if now that I'm thinking about, it, I don't really remember a lot about that movie, right? Yeah. But it had it's, some cool ideas. Yeah. It's just, I mean, you're you're never gonna be able to like bottle up what Predator itself did. Yeah. You know, like it's gonna be hard, and that's the thing with anything that's kind of like the first of its kind in the way that it is. I mean, it was the first. Like, I really don't think there's another film quite like Predator. The way that it like combined all those things. Yeah, you can say like Alien in like some way, and you can say like Terminator and stuff, but it's not quite the same thing. And you know, repackaging. No yeah. matter how you repackage that, it's never going to compare to the original because it's already been done. So yeah, I mean, I, it's weird. I would actually think of this movie. I think of this movie more as a samurai movie than like another action movie, right? Because it is just these. By the end of the movie, it's just two guys standing there punching each other, right? Yeah. And there's no spectators. You don't get the idea that, like, the whole world is on the line. It's just literally these two fucking things fighting to live. And yeah. I think that's what Predator does so well, is it really just boils down to this level of we've all seen a tree or a shadow and been like, fuck, something in there wants to kill me. Yeah. And wonder if we have what it takes. Right? Because the cool thing is Arnold learns not only that he has what it takes physically, right? But that he is deemed worthy by the shadow, that mm-hmm. it will step out and face him as a worthy adversary rather than just doing the fucking three dots and exploding him, right? Yeah, totally. And that that that's something I think that is universally understandable, right? Yeah. It was funny. You, you mentioned the, uh, the muscle shots. And I was oh, laughing because yeah. my wife was watching this movie and she was just kind of like rolling her eyes at those scenes. And oh, I was like, no. but no, I was like, what? That doesn't do it for, I guess it doesn't. She married me and I certainly don't look like an Arnold. <laughs> but I was like, I was like, what? That's in there for you. And she's like, don't lie to yourself. That shot is for you. <laughs> right? Like that shot that. is not I, for the I ladies. Think it's like, I, I do not enjoy it on any sort of like <laughs> sexual level. Like it's more just like, yeah. oh yeah. Like it's so just over the top and they're just yeah. like so sweaty all the time. <laughs> but it, it know, just so made me laugh. Cause I was like, fuck. So we had all the like gratuitous, like female nudity. And then this nudity is also for us. It never dawned on me that way. But I was oh, like, yeah. no, my brother is. almost exclusively watches movies with really buff, wet guy scenes in them. Because yeah. he's like, he's got a car and, you know, weightlifting. Woo! And, like, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, we get all the nudity. It's all for us. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what's new? Yeah, right? <laughs> We've had a good run, us us yeah. white men. We've had a good run <laughs> of getting things the way we like them. Uh, yeah. I, but, see, that's. That's the funny thing, because I think those images are what everyone thinks of this movie, right? Totally. And I had totally forgotten how much fucking heart is in this movie. And to me, that is what separates it, right? Because uh-huh. even a movie like, let's say something like Bloodsport, right? It tries really hard. It's the same thing. Like, I'm going to be a combatant, this and that. You try a little romance. They have their gratuitous sex scene and this and that. But there's never anything you would mistake for a genuine bond or relationship, per se, in that movie. This one really, it does really affect you as a viewer when one of those guys gets killed. Yeah. Right? Like, you are truly, even Dylan to some extent, right? Maybe not, I'm not sad that he's died, but, like, the fact that he's still pulling the trigger after his arm is cut off. Oh, my God, that's so great. (laughs) It's such a great gag. 
But then you see the predator just blade. I was like, oh, like I didn't want him to go that bad, I guess. But yeah. you know, <laughs> but you feel bad when everyone else dies. Yeah. Like hearing Billy it- scream made me want to cry today. Oh. I know. Yeah. I was just like, fuck, Billy, you fucking... Like, he did the thing. He stood there. He was noble like Arnold. Yeah. I like to imagine he got a very ceremonial death, too, and we just didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right, though. I think that they're, you know, where, like, a film like Bloodsport, like, as much as I love it, like, don't love get me it. wrong. Love it. Fucking like, love it. Like, it's almost a film built around the action scenes, right? Yeah. It's like they had JCVD. They had this story you know, based on a real guy or whatever. And they built the film around that. Yeah. And, you know, some, you know, the care maybe with some of the dialogue and all that and the acting yeah. the talent, like maybe it wasn't quite there, <laughs> but I feel like some of that stuff was secondary yeah. in Predator. Like, yes, it's an action film, mm-hmm. but it wasn't built around that. Like they had this really great story and they took a lot of care with the dialogue yeah. and like took a lot of time cultivating and yeah. making us care about these characters the rest is just like icing on the cake. It's they not... knew they had you with the action. They knew they had the monster. So they oh, yeah. were able to play a little more. I'll blow your mind about Bloodsport. Because last time I watched it, again, my wife, very observant. We're watching it. And I'm like, cool, fighting. I love the fights. Like, oh, monkey style guy, right? Oh, big fat guy who bear hugs people. And my wife just goes, why, does they, why do they keep using the same cat sound? And I was like, excuse me? And so then I hear it, meow. And I was like, hmm, that's strange. Like, there are several B-roll cutaways to kittens. But if you watch those scenes, it's almost as if the editor, every three seconds, just played the same meow on a loop. So the next time you watch Bloodsport, listen for that kitten sound. And you'll be like, what the fuck were they thinking? I'm never going to see it the same way again. (laughs) I told my wife, I was like, well, thanks for ruining that for me. But now it is actually something I look forward to. It's That's like so this charming funny. metronome between kicks. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, but I, I don't know. So in wrapping this up, right, if you could yeah. write a brief, like, quick love letter. Let's say someone skipped everything in the show, but they were like, what is what was Rachel's pitch? Like, why Predator still? Now that we've discussed it a little more, why do you think you'll keep coming back to this th- your whole life? I will keep coming back to Predator because... It's not just brawn. It's not just muscle. It's not just machismo. It embraces all of that thing, but it also does something more than that. And it's also got a killer monster to boot. Like, what more could you want? And it's fun. It's smart. It's well-made. And it's action at its ultimate peak of everything, it's action turned up to 11. Yes. But done right. Yeah. And it's never going to lose that. It's, they, yes, they didn't, they didn't, I see, it's so hard. I just love it so much. I know. <laughs> I, I, it is one of the weird things when you do like movie writing or podcasts. You're like, I have so much love. It reminded me of when someone described punk music, right? They're mm. like, we have so much we want to say and so little talent to say it with. Yeah. And they're like, but it's not going to stop us, right? It's going to come out as this cacophony. And that's how I feel sometimes. You're like, God, I just want to write like the most eloquent love letter to what Predator meant to me. There's a, there's a reason I'm a writer and not a publisher. Yeah. <laughs> I can edit. You are a fantastic so, writer too. So, but, Thank you. Yeah, it's, that's what I think is cool though, right? Is beneath all the uh, – yes, it has an amazing monster. Like the scene when his blades come down around Arnold's neck. It just has like iconic moments like that buried everywhere, right? 
Yeah. Uh, it's one of the most wildly awesome quote movies ever, right? Even some great quotes that you'll remember that we no longer say out loud, right? <laughs> like, there's yeah. there's some things, you know, but it's just so fun and so quotable. But I think what it is is it's this – they use this a brilliant monster, like you said, kind of parsing it out to great effect to where at the end it is literally just every person inside saying – how much am I willing to fight for this, right? It's that, it's that Wes Craven story when he, he smashed a, br- a rat with a brick. And he's like, even this rat, this useless rat, was dying and just screaming because it so desperately wanted to live. And that's what made him realize, you know, oh, fuck, everything is just trying to fucking scrape for every extra second. And I think it's just cool. Any story that just says, here's a, a, a worthy person, and you really want to see them win... But they don't make the monster so cartoonishly villainous, right? That I don't know. It's just it really strikes such a better synchronicity, I would say, between all of its parts, like you're saying, right? Like it really doesn't let any of the things you would think overwhelm this really cool premise. Yeah, they give you they give you what you want, but also like they don't overstay their welcome. Like they give you plenty of monster shots. They give you plenty of action shots. They give you plenty of one-liners. You know, they give all, you know, the big names, screen time. They give you everything you want, but, they, yeah, they don't overstay their welcome, and they also don't, like, underset, like, they don't underplay it either. Like, they, they just, everything is just just the right amount. <laughs> Perfectly balanced. Yeah. Well, awesome. Uh, thank you for talking Predator with us, Rachel. I really appreciate you making the time. I know everyone's busy. Uh, would you like to tell everyone what you're working on and where they can find your stuff? Sure. You can always find me over at Nightmare on Film Street. I've got a few uh, recurring editorials over there, so you can find new stuff from me every month there. Um, I also lurk about Room Org and Film Cred uh, from time to time, so there's some stuff there as well. Mm-hmm. And did you say you're going to be in the new We Are Horror zine, right? Yes. Yeah, there's awesome. a new edition of uh, We Are Horror zine coming out uh, at the end of the month, and I will be in that as well. That's so awesome. Yeah, uh, a friend of the show, Molly Henry, had an article in there. Yes. Uh, she's yeah, a fantastic Molly, writer, too. So, yeah, they're getting a lot of you talented people. I, I like that. They're doing uh, a really cool yeah. thing. I encourage everybody to check them out. They're really diversifying their voices and giving a lot of cool writers a platform to just talk about things that we're passionate about. And it's a yeah, it's a really great thing. And they also the design and the articles and the caliber of everything they're doing is great. So yeah, definitely look them up and support them on Patreon if you can. Yes, we are whore. You can find them there. Nightmare on Film Street. All the other good places. Um, I'll have all of Rachel's info in the show details and notes so you guys can uh, be sure to follow her. I know I do. And I'm really glad I've been reading your stuff. I'm, I was excited that you actually agreed to come on. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, anytime. Yeah, I for talk sure. action you'll, films anytime. You'll have to come back for Predator 2 and Predators and Predatores, like all the different sure. sequels. If you ever want to dive into Charles Bronson, I'm your girl. Oh, my. You know what? I think, <laughs> I think there's a chance we may not have done a Charles Bronson movie yet. Well, in over 200 episodes, I'm ashamed to say. <laughs> but my low-key 2020 goal is to watch every single Charles Bronson film. So, I don't know why. That is the best hashtag like. quarantine goals I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, so I'm working on that. Uh, he's got a lot of films, so it might be a, yeah, that 20, was a busy guy. 22 goal. But <laughs> <laughs> well, better late than never, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, well, thank you so much. Uh, we will see you guys 
later this week for uh, Wing Commander uh, as we wrap up our Freddie Prince Jr. Matthew Lillard uh, tandem movies. And be sure to check in next month, October, a new horror film every single day. 31 days in a row. I know it's a lot, but uh, we are excited to do that journey with you guys. Thanks again. Uh, we'll see you soon.